0: Warning, the following podcast contains foul language, sexual themes, and all sorts of other fun stuff. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Welcome back! We have been gone for like a month. Uh, I have a new job. I am in a new apartment. Sarah has gotten married twice. (laughs) And our lives are changing for the better.
0: I have not <laughs> I went to two weddings. I didn't get married twice. Got married twice. I'm amazed that that's what you said about our absence, about me specifically and not the other thing that we just spent the last 20 minutes talking about.
1: What? The fact that you've written 110,000 words of fan fiction based on a dating sim game? <laughs>
0: didn't have to say what it was about
1: (laughs) or the fact that a certain someone no longer has the ability to uh, make children
0: (laughs) I'm not gonna confirm or deny that anyone in my household is no longer able to make children (laughs) Lucy certainly cannot make children Ruby can't make children so, you know, um, there's only there two other members of our household.
1: Um, I guess we'll be recording again in a few days. <laughs> so not next episode, but the following episode or the episode after that, probably we will have a guest.
0: That's so exciting. I'm we so excited. I'm going to tell
1: you who it is. No one gets to know. No
0: one gets to know. <laughs>
1: but we will have a very special guest.
0: Yes. And it'll be fun. It will be. I hope we don't stress them out too much because we're very, <laughs> we're very bombastic.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> my mom told me that I have a very distinctive voice uh a while back, like right before I moved out. And I was like, like my voice is hard, like it's hard to not to hear it and not be like, oh, that's Emmy. And I'm like, is my voice that distinctive that, like, you can just hear it and you're like, oh, yep, there it is.
0: Um, I mean, after hearing your voice pretty consistently over the past 13 years, yeah, I can verify that Uh, I would recognize it pretty much anywhere. It is also pretty unique.
1: I'm unique.
0: It's a pretty... <laughs> I'm going to make a mean joke. It's, it's a pretty unique voice for a, for a lady.
1: Shut up. You want to talk about it?
0: I say that, that love, note, I say that with love. I say that with love.
1: I have some extra stuff to talk about.
0: Okay. So okay.
1: Uh, if we cut here to suddenly getting into the episode, um, you know that you're getting a bonus episode because it went too long. <laughs> All right, we did cut that because it turned out to be an hour long. So uh, I hope you all enjoy your literal two episodes this week because you're getting an entire hour long stretch of us uh, screaming um, My and having hurts. mental breakdowns about things entirely separate from reading this time I... as was well this actual episode. <laughs>
0: I don't know if I'm gonna have a separate mental breakdown because of the book, but I've already had one. T- I'm so hot. I'm sweaty for you know <laughs> of, of yelling that we just did.
1: I am significantly warmer than I was like, before we started. If you
0: want a small preview, um fuck J.K. Rowling, fuck Jeff Bezos, fuck Voter A D Laws. We didn't we didn't mention Jeff
1: Bezos in in that, but uh basically he is one of the people to blame yeah. <laughs> for a lot of that shit. Oh so, yeah. You know, not that like he specifically as an individual did those things, but just like
0: it was the mood was fuck Jeff Bezos. The existence than- <laughs> of billionaires is
1: a is a problem that's part of that greater issue. <laughs> anyway, the episode <laughs> uh, actual book time yes. ready to scream about bird ladies um chapter 49 no do I, do I get to do the first chapters yeah yeah i don't i think i did the last three instead of the last two this week uh if you notice yeah i saw
0: that because there was three left
1: time, yeah i there was three left last time and i did two and then you did one and i did the first two so i was like fuck it i'm just gonna do the last three yeah so then you'll do the first two next week so we like yeah it's not all because it's been getting weird and janky
0: There's a lot of chapters in this book. There's a lot of fucking chapters.
1: (laughs) I actually considered just doing two chapters at a time and just having it like chapter 49 through 50 instead of breaking it down by chapter.
0: But But they have weird scene breaks between them sometimes. So it's like... Yeah.
1: (laughs) There's just not a good way to do this besides crying.
0: (laughs) Okay, cry away.
1: Chapter 49. Uh, Max heads to the meeting spot now that she's left behind her new best friend and mom, who apparently she is not in lesbians with at all. And that is a, a terribly, terribly awful thing to say for some reason that I have not yet figured out and that Sarah will not tell me. Um, I will not. But she worries that she done fucked up and got Angela. got Angel, Angela! Angela-, <laughs> Angela dead. Got Angel dead because she decided to stop and help somebody else. Uh, She then sees the crew with the Hawks and that makes her happy Um, that that's it. And uh, she specifies here at one point, she says it like when she sees them, it lifts it like energizes her body and soul. And then like one of the last lines is, yes, I said soul. And I just... Why? I don't know. Like, I it, don't know. There was, I wondered the I was same thing. To, she mentioned that she saw their sneakers flying above. Like... And I was like, is this supposed to be some kind of pun based on the sole of their fee and her having a... Maybe. Like, I was stretching to try, Maybe but it, it didn't is. make any sense. I don't like, know. Like, it didn't flow that way. And it didn't really make... And it was... It wasn't spelled... In a punny way, I I don't know what she meant, but she was, she wanted us to know that she said body and soul. Yes. Uh, Chapter 50. Max meets up with the others and learns what Iggy and Gazzy did, you know, blowing up a mountain. Uh, She then assaults Fang with a hug that he does not appreciate, and they head off towards the school. And her hugging Fang here just made me really uncomfortable because she's like, she hugs everybody. She's like, hugging Fang is like hugging a stiff board because he doesn't like it. And I'm like, then don't fucking hug him. If he clearly doesn't like it and you know he doesn't like it, don't do it.
0: It would be one thing if she was like, he said that he likes it, but like, you know, he's not very good at showing it. That would be one thing but she's just like he doesn't like to be hugged this is also a time before like familial touching had like really been thoroughly questioned like in the mainstream like people just just at, th- at this time people just assumed like if you're family you can touch each other and nowadays i think we're much more on the boat of like don't touch someone if they don't want to be touched
1: See, it's funny to me that that concept is funny because for me, it was never I never had that concept of familial touching. I've always been a don't touch someone if they don't want to be touched person. Mm -hmm. And so, like, even with family, like, yeah, I would just be like, no, I don't I don't want to be touched.
0: I definitely have have had more than one time in my life where there was a specific family member I didn't want to hug. But I was like told, like, go on, give them a hug. And then I had to.
1: I just. Didn't and well,
0: I didn't want to get my ass slapped, so no,
1: yeah, <laughs> but I think part of it's also, I guess, because my mom never made me, yeah, like she never told me to physically interact with people, yeah. So, my understanding always was if I was physically interacting with somebody, it was by choice, and if they were physically interacting with me, it was by choice. So, when I first heard this concept of you have to let family members touch you and hug you and stuff, and people fighting back, and that, I was like, what is that a thing that people feel or think is like I've just never been I just always assumed you know bodily autonomy don't fucking touch someone if they don't want to be touched. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so chapter <Fucking> 51. <laughs> Nudge tells Max they went looking for her mom and fought the Erasers. Max explains that she saw her tracer chip in an x-ray which everyone is super duper shocked about. Gazzy asks if there's shocked a face. chance Angel is still alive and Max says she doesn't know but they still have to try and find her.
1: Gazzy, the person that has now been with the group longer than Max has because of her little side journey. Is Angel still alive? How the fuck would she know? Yeah,
0: she's been How off. How would she know, Gazzy? Finding a new family <laughs> and eating cookies. Like, I don't understand. What do you she think she's going to say?
1: Damn cookies a lot. Uh, Chapter 52, the
0: flock's... The flocks. The flock flies west-northwest for a while, which they can do because apparently everyone has internal compasses. Um, They land kind of near where they need to go and decide to get some food. They watch some jerk get some money out of an ATM just as some erasers pull up and start an argument with him.
1: Okay, so the internal compasses thing is interesting because that is, like, the most I think realistic trait they've shown from having been spliced by a lot. Because a lot of animals have internal uh-huh. compasses.
0: Birds, especially migratory of, birds, yeah. do.
1: And a lot of it ha- comes down to uh, magnetism. Yeah, they're they just their brain basically has a ha- has an extra sense for magnetism, and it just aligns them with the poles. Yeah. Um, and so, like, yeah, I, I get like, I don't think it would be that unfeasible for, especially for how it's developed independently evolutionarily multiple times. It wouldn't be that out of out of yeah, the ordinary for humans to develop it on their own.
0: I am like, only if annoyed it was by it. It's a
1: necessity. Yeah,
0: I am only annoyed by it because they didn't mention it until now.
1: Yeah, and they had plenty weird.
0: of chances to mention it because it makes sense that if they were trying to fly in a certain direction to go somewhere, that they would utilize that. But why did she? She even says something like, "Oh yeah, did I mention?" It feels very much like James Patterson just thought of it. Like on the fly. And
1: didn't didn't decide to implement that knowledge into the previous. Yeah,
0: every time Max iteration. is like, Oh, did I mention just think of it as James Patterson being like, Oh, right, did I did I forget to tell you? Um
1: This is why revisions are
0: also um the idea that Ari is supposed to be intimidating this other rich prick by leaning out his window and saying, Hey, dipstick, is so fucking funny to me. I was laughing so hard at that part.
1: I have never seen a rich asshole with a nice car that acts openly like an asshole and is easily intimidated by somebody just being like, hey, fuck you.
0: Yeah. He didn't even say, hey, fuck you. He called him a dipstick. What's a dipstick? (laughs)
1: This, if this is, really is supposed good, to be enraging to like... a
0: human adult male. Like, why wouldn't you just call him a pussy? I don't understand. Come on, Ari. Hey, pussy. Yeah, hey, you little pussy. Because apparently men don't like to be called pussies. I'm a pussy. Sorry, my cat is climbing over things. Okay, she's good. Uh,
1: <laughs> Chapter 53. Ari and the Erasers chase after the jerk um for reasons and then max and the crew go t- I, re- I refuse to call them the flock by the way um, okay that's fine just because it it feels very uh edgy teenager i'm a wolf
0: <laughs> yes except they are actually spliced with birds
1: that doesn't make it better okay doesn't, <laughs> doesn't make it better for some reason just um But they go to the ATM and they use it to make another transaction. Iggy was able to guess the pin for the account based on his hearing when the guy punched it in. Uh, And they steal $200, which is the max that can be withdrawn, plus the ATM card that the guy left in there. Which is really weird because I'm pretty sure that the guy was in his car already when Ari pulled up. And then he just pulled off and Ari chased him. So like, why was his ATM card still in there?
0: It was a drive Ari. up ATM.
1: Oh, it was a drive okay, that yeah. makes sense. I imagined that he had gotten out because it was at a gas station. Most gas stations don't have drive up ATMs. Yeah. They have those They definitely walk-ups. described
0: him described him like 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 pulling up next to it and like leaning out of his window and stuff.
1: Okay, I understand now. Um, Your note here.
0: There was so much about this scene that like drove me insane, okay? Um, First of all, Fang says, if you you enter it more than twice without getting it right, it'll like swallow the card and you can't get any money out.
1: I've never seen an ATM that tells you how many times you can fail to enter the correct pen.
0: So first of all, it's three. Universally on everything that has you enter a pin it's 3 times i don't know why he said two um, i've never
1: seen it on one either so like yeah
0: um then second of all it doesn't eat your card it no. usually just spits it back out at you and doesn't let you make it, a transaction
1: it it doesn't have a way to eat the
0: card, it has it has the little slot in it, and it has to empty that slot if other people want to make a transaction. Like it yeah. doesn't just like uh. swallow your card and like shred it or something. Third of also, all, oh, go ahead. What are you saying?
1: Uh, before the advent of chip technology, you didn't generally leave your card in the ATM when you used it.
0: Well, I mean, I had a swipe card that like you would you would put it in, and then it would like it Like, sucks it in while you're completing the transaction and then it spits it back out. After
1: I've used a couple of those, I think, but like, most maybe it's because it was a chip, maybe it's a chase thing and PNC. I mostly used chase and PNC, and I didn't have chip cards until a couple of years ago. They're a relatively new thing in the United States. Um, and a lot of the ones I used just stick it in and pull it back out, yeah, put it in your pen.
0: um, well, okay, sorry, I should probably clarify specifically the ones in my experience that like suck your card in are ones that um are at banks. Uh,
1: so like if you works.
0: pull up right next to the bank, it sucks your card in and then um you you do your transaction because you can do like all the shit you can do if you just go into the bank at a bank ATM, you can like check your balance, you can transfer money, stuff like that, Um, which I guess is probably why it sucks your card in because it's like doing a bunch of stuff. Um, but then it, and then it spits it back out when you're done.
1: Or you can just be advanced and use your Apple wallet and enter your card number and just use the NFC from your phone.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, but all of that aside, why does Fang know fucking anything about putting your pin into an ATM?
1: Okay, so I saw that you have more notes on this going forward. And to be honest with some of these things I actually didn't put notes even though I had notes. And a lot of them are very similar like yeah. this, you're saying the same things I think. It seems like it's very rapid like he wanted there to be this conceit that they don't understand the outside world, but that was just it it, it was good for a couple jokes and that was it. And now he's like very rapidly descending into just dropping that because he doesn't feel like dealing with the repercussions of them not understanding the outside world. Yeah, cause, And so he's just like, I'm going to pretend they do now.
0: Yeah, they need to exist <laughs> in the outside world. And there's a lot of dramatic scenes that require them to understand existing in the outside world. Um, the, thing that, the, the thing that really fucking got to me about this scene, more than that, was that Iggy can put in the pin based on the sound. That is fine. I believe that that could happen. However, he would need to press all of the buttons in order to know what each one sounds like.
1: Yes, that is the same thing that I was thinking. Is Yeah, they there are... Uh, ATMs generally, I've noticed, don't use them anymore. But I do think they were prevalent. I think because of security reasons, they don't. I, I've, it's been a while since I've heard one make different beeping sounds yeah. with different buttons. Um, but you, you do have to press each of them to know what you're pressing.
0: Yeah. So like the fact that he just pressed the buttons and like guessed base, like how would he know what each one sounded like before he pressed it? Like I, I just. Like, if the first time that he did it, he just pressed all the buttons to be like, "Okay, what do they sound like?" I would understand it. But then he just enters the code a couple times until he gets it right,
1: yeah, literally, you already you already have to do the code again. So just take the card out. Once you have the card out, press all the buttons to hear what they sound like, then just put the card back in and do a transaction, yeah. It's it's a really simple solution to this really dumb problem that
0: comes up. It, was, it, it made me mad when I was reading it because I was like, that doesn't make any sense. How does he know what any of them sound like until he presses them? I believe that he would remember the sounds because he's blind. And that's something that blind people often do is memorize things based on sound. I just don't believe that he would be able to just guess the numbers without having pressed the buttons first to know what they sound like. I don't know. I don't know. That that scene was just dumb. Go on. We're,
1: we're descending into insanity. We are already. Uh, chapter 54. Max rationalizes stealing the guy's money because he was mean and she wouldn't steal from nice people. Then they steal a minivan that belongs to an employee of the gas station. Yeah. So, um, look. I'm not a fan of assholes. Uh, I'm I'm not a fan of people that use abusive language and uh, clearly that guy on the phone was being a dick and he seemed to be using abusive language but uh, a 10 second snippet of a phone call that you hear is not enough to justify uh, whether or not somebody is an awful person and worth stealing from
0: counterpoint also if over those 10 seconds he just said the n word like 12 times
1: oh yeah fuck that <laughs>
0: they just say a bunch of slurs
1: (laughs) that's true okay but he did not he didn't he didn't do that (laughs) if you are I understand where she's coming from but it's really weird to just say I'll steal from people I I view as bad but not from people I view as good And she's been living her whole life stealing,
0: apparently. I just, girl, you have to steal to survive. It's fine. Like, we just ranted about homelessness for a really long time. So, like, it's okay. You have to steal to survive. Like, I'm not saying that it's a victimless crime, especially in the way that she's doing it. But, like... Eh, I mean, the van is definitely over the line. Stealing $200 dollars say, from an objectively filthy rich man who we are led to believe is not a very good person. Who cares? Stealing like a shit, a like stealing a fucking minivan?
1: From a gas station employee.
0: After just talking about the fact that you aren't going to steal from people who aren't bad people?
1: And that's the point I was getting to. It's like, you can say that that's your justification. But you don't then to go go and get to steal an entire fucking car from a minimum wage worker, yeah, who you don't even know. Yeah, they didn't even see the person interact with anything or say, "Well, this guy is an asshole too." They just his car. They just stole his car.
0: How did they steal his car, Emmy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so this is where it gets to the point where I'm like. I have a few points to make off of this. Uh, You asked, why does Max know how to do that? Um, And that's a really good question. Apparently, as she says, you don't just cross wires when you steal a car, like on TV. You use a screwdriver and do something to the engine. But she very specifically says they are not going to tell people how to do it in the book. Now, here's the thing. If they know how to hotwire a car and can reference television as they've been doing, they have access to television and the internet. This means that despite living apart from society, they should have a very good concept of how... Obviously, a sitcom isn't an accurate representation of reality, but that tends to be more in the nuances of things. Yes. Um, in terms of just living your daily life for somebody who's outside of society, uh, that should give you a pretty damn good idea of how society is going to work. So it no longer makes any sense at this point to them for them to have ever said they didn't know what something was just because they lived an isolated life. And... <laughs> because of the revelation uh the super surprising revelation of this all being uh jeb being alive and everything uh, i at least now have an answer to the question of how the fuck they had cable and internet service after the left. <laughs> because it was pretty likely he just kept paying for it yeah so that they would have it
0: <laughs> the my i will i will come back to this i'm sure many more times the thing that has me the most mad is, and this will come up later. They don't know what hamburgers are, but they can hardware a car? This is 2008. No, it's 2005. Was written.
1: 2005, when this book was written. I'm thinking of Twilight. No, or you're like, good. Or no.
0: Which it's also, Twilight came out in 2004, but, 2004.
1: but you know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, which one was 2008? 2008 was the 2008?
0: is the first... Twilight movie.
1: That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was movie. I'm like that year is important for something we've done. I just, yeah, uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, you're not googling it real quick on your phone. No, I'm not. No, I'm. I'm saying you're not googling how to hotwire a car oh. on your phone <laughs> in 2004. They had to have this knowledge ahead yeah. of time somehow. <laughs>
0: It made me so mad. We'll get to a point in a later chapter. I don't know if I made more notes on it, but oh my God. It just made me so upset when I was reading that. I was like, but they didn't know what hamburgers are. Yeah. I I think we just got to let that one go.
1: it's, It's become like, okay. At first it was like a what the fuck that's weird thing. And now it's a point, a sticking point that, is, that just makes me unreasonably angry because it's such. It's not even like a plot hole. It is just utterly careless writing to the point that it appears he didn't give a shit about what he was doing yeah. when he was writing this. Because even five seconds of thought. Shows you the problems in the consistency of these narratives. And the
0: thing is, it's so easily fixed. They're at a gas station in 2005. People quite often would walk away from their cars with the keys still in them to go pay for their gas inside the gas station so why didn't they just steal a car that had the keys in it oh wait they did steal a car that has the keys in it they just didn't check to see if the keys were still in it and it's like it's just so stupid like he's like it's like he's trying to drop in these nuggets of like oh yeah the kids have this knowledge because they said earlier on that they were smart kids That doesn't mean that they know how to hotwire a car, but they don't know what basic foods are.
1: There's a difference between intelligence and practical knowledge. Yeah. They're supposed to be intelligent. That doesn't mean they have practical knowledge. Yeah. That means they have good problem-solving skills, can think on their feet, can come to conclusions quickly depending Mm -hmm. on how you want to define intelligence that doesn't mean they just magically know things.
0: And this this rant is going along. Um but it's necessary because otherwise we would just talk about it all the time. <laughs> I I've said my piece. I'm I'm just tired. I don't I hate it. It's so inconsistent and annoying.
1: Stephanie Meyer was too consistent, in the mu- in yeah. how mundane it was. This is so inconsistent that I don't know what the fuck is happening anymore. Yeah.
0: So chapter fifty five, Max drives off in the van after struggling with the parking brake. Like literally, she leaves it on for several miles,
1: which is difficult because normally the car tells you.
0: Yeah, and she's like, un- "Look, well, I I assume she was like flooring it, which is a." destroying the engine um but she's like oh i finally found it it's uh, in most cars it's right by your right hand or if it's it's a van so i'm assuming it's right by the the brake
1: yeah i've seen it in three different places in cars yeah i've seen it literally near the gear shift yes like right next to it somewhere left side of the steering wheel on mm-hmm. the dash like underside of the dash i've seen pull ones there yeah and then a third pedal
0: that's like on the left side that's where mine is
1: yeah and that's where mine is oh yeah we both have cameras yes we do
0: <laughs> we, we drive the same car <laughs> mine's so, just old
1: yeah um
0: It's not hard to find. And if you know how to drive a car, which apparently she does, um, you would know that a parking brake exists and that you might need to let it up. And like you said, most cars will have a light on that says brake, like in really big, bright letters. And in 2004,
1: I'm very willing to believe that there isn't like, a dinging sound or something accompanying yeah at least newer cars generally but the light is not a new invention no my mom's like 1999
0: minivan or something like that had the light in it i i'm I'm sure that this is an older car because it's a minivan owned by a gas station attendant but it's it, it just doesn't make any sense um so they get super lost and they take a short detour to a small town to get some food and a map. Max pulls down the visor to check her reflection and something falls in her lap. Don't worry, it's not a grenade, as she assumes. It's the fucking key to the van.
1: Where the fuck did it's not a grenade come from? Like, she was like, oh, it, something fell in my lap. Is it a grenade? Nope. Why would you assume it's a grenade? It's the same
0: stupid logic behind her thinking that the like the bullies in that town would have had dogs with them to hunt her down. She's like, no,
1: you know what? I am more willing to believe that some uh, like early teen boys are part of a gang and have for some reason the authority to get dogs that can track people than I am to believe that somebody would think a grenade's just gonna fall out of a random minivan sun visor
0: it doesn't make any sense chapter 56 this chapter made me so fucking mad they go to a fast food restaurant and order a fuck ton of food which is cool considering they previously didn't know what a fucking burger was uh they look around and see a bunch of hot dudes who they deduce are erasers um they go in order a bunch of food without problem when previously they apparently did not know what a burger was,
1: two things here one, oh, do I miss the days when I could have gone into a fast food place and bought this much food and not spent that entire two hundred dollars
0: <laughs> Oh, yeah, I don't understand. she ordered they literally order like twelve meals
1: it's something i it's it's something I actually noticed recently that i that was crazy to me. Was that I was like, man, why? It feels like I'm paying so much money for like if I stop and get fast food, yeah. Dinner. And then I was like, no, I am. Like I'm legitimate. I remember, yeah, paying like seven or eight dollars a few years ago for fat meals at fast food places, and I'm now paying like twelve to thirteen dollars, yeah, to feed. And it's weird when they're still not increasing the wages of most of these employees. Yeah,
0: and the food isn't bigger. No,
1: it's actually generally smaller,
0: yeah i i if you if we go to McDonald's, um I usually just get a big mac meal. I'm very simple. um, it used to be like five bucks for a whole big mac meal with a drink and a fry and everything, and now it's like eleven dollars.
1: It's crazy because, like we all know of like the older generation being like things used to be so much cheaper except for everything that I want you to be responsible (laughs) and will insult you for not being able to afford oh yeah but all
0: the other stuff
1: all the other stuff used to be so much cheaper and now it's so expensive and it's like oh I'm experiencing that same thing except over the course of like five years yeah
0: my dad uh used to tell me that um for his Sorry, my cat just ran in front of my screen. Um for his lunch break when he was uh in training to be a plumber, he would buy two double cheeseburgers, a side of fries, and a coke from McDonald's and he would pay $2.50. And
1: that wasn't that long ago. Yeah, that was
0: like 1985
1: literally five or six years ago, I was paying almost half as much as I'm paying for fast food. Milk. Yeah. That is insane.
0: It is, but that's like a whole other conversation. Um, yeah. That's a whole
1: other. But okay. Point being, they got a lot of food. Second thing here. Nudge for some reason, after seeing the Hawks eat animals was like, I want, I don't want to eat animals anymore which is a really weird it's a really weird conclusion to come to from i watched the hawks eat animals and now i don't want to eat animals even though we're part of that ant. i had a hard time gra- like i don't have an issue with the character being vegetarian i'm just having a hard time grasping the. it's probably process. just because she
0: would visualize the hawks like eating meat anytime she ate meat and that's really gross
1: okay i guess that makes sense but she tell she tells this to max because she doesn't want to eat meat and max is like okay but you still have to eat protein and She's like okay and then she orders her hamburgers without the meat so the dude's like so you just want buns and cheese and she's like yeah it's like okay and i and the you i'm like where's the protein you told her she has to eat protein that's not protein yeah like i don't
0: She also. I I want to specify
1: this is not an issue with vegetarianism or veganism. I don't have an issue with that at all Uh, or the nutritional intake of it. It's more just in the context of the story. What the fuck? Yeah,
0: it doesn't really make any sense (laughs) at all, Um, especially because she orders her triple cheeseburgers with just the cheese. And I don't know how it works most of the time, but it's usually, in my experience, just like three patties with three pieces of cheese on... Two buns, like it's not like you get extra buns. So why are you like it's basically just like ordering bread with three pieces of cheese on it.
1: You could have just ordered a hamburger with two extra pieces of cheese and no
0: burger, and you would have saved. But okay, we are
1: asking a lot of people that aren't supposed to understand how, but she understands enough. (sighs) (laughs) It's like, I'm like, these are really minute details, but this book is like made of these really minute details that don't oh, matter. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. It's,
1: that's like the entire book is just dialogue and minute points that don't matter. Absolutely.
0: Um, before you go into your next chapter, I want you to pronounce Max's name the way that you wrote it on the page.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, chapter 57. Max gives the rest of the crew... <laughs> A signal, and they all leap and run out the fire exit. Uh, they peel off in the van that is very not good for a high-speed chase. And Max tries to lose the erasers in a cornfield. And then she charges out of the fields and hits a sedan head-on going 60.
0: They I, uh,
1: I, ac- I accidentally capitalized the A in the first Max there, so it was... <laughs> Capital M, capital A, lowercase x.
0: Max! <laughs> Max! Max! <laughs> um, I saw that because the- I actually, you did that. That's the second time you had done that in your notes. And I corrected the first one just like out of, I don't know. I just saw it and I fixed it. And uh, I decided to leave that one. And I was like, I'm just
1: going <laughs> to I mean, At least it it's joke. not as bad as us trying to spell... Uh, fuck what was it when you tweeted the other day oh
0: misogynist <laughs>
1: misogynist Do you i spelled to it fucking wrong spell misogynist? i
0: spelled it wrong then you spelled it wrong then i spelled it right and you were like i'm sorry i have a headache and i was like no i did it first <laughs> i spelled I'm it with the lo- y. I bef- i spelled it with the y first rather than the i first
1: and i spelled it like misogynist
0: we spelled it the same way we both spelled it wrong
1: i was just like i looked at it and literally i went to read the tweet at one point when you replied or like liked it and i was like what the fuck did i write and then you said something about it being written wrong i was like
0: yeah i just assume it was you saw mine and then you tweeted the same word that i had said
1: Migraine brain doesn't migraine. Oh yeah, I had a migraine brain. on
0: Monday. Uh, This is too much information. I had a migraine on Monday that had me puking the whole day. Uh. The whole day. Like real puking. I was, ju- I was guzzling Gatorade. Just trying to stay hydrated and trying to keep something in my system for when I was going to have to throw up. It was bad.
1: See, it's fun. I got a migraine Sunday when we were supposed to record after the Saturday recording got fucked up. Um, uh, because my internet wasn't working and I was like, Oh God, why do I have, to have a migraine? And I woke up Monday, my apartment, my new apartment blocks out sound really well. It's weird. So I just walked outside Monday morning and was like, it's storming I literally <laughs> near the, yeah. the apartment. It's like, it's storming. Oh, that's why I had a migraine yesterday. And then I'm guessing you probably had a migraine on Monday because it was storming.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Air pressure changes aren't good for people that get chronic migraines. Oh,
0: absolutely not. Which is
1: awful for places like this.
0: (laughs) So chapter 58.
1: The Erasers grab the crew out of the car while Iggy and Gazzy fly off. Ari does his evil thing and tells them they'll all be going home. And now it's time for episode two of Emmy's Car Safety. (laughs) Uh, Last time on this episode, our last episode, we... Reviewed why driving a truck from the 1950s is not actually going to make you safer. Uh, this time, throwback
0: to like episode one of Twilight.
1: <laughs> uh, we also reviewed the the philosophy of driving with your feet. Yeah. <laughs> um, this time we're going to go over uh, airbag safety because after crashing into a sedan going 60 flying out of a cornfield uh max's first thought when she tries to write herself and deal with the impact of the airbag was i should remember to turn off the airbags next time
0: no they just saved your life no, you
1: shouldn't you literally are alive because of the airbag. you would be dead yeah you would be dead the only reason you are not dead, and honestly, you should still be dead probably after that, but the only reason you're not is because of the airbags, you fucking idiot. Yeah. So, uh, for the record, don't drive really old cars and think that you're safe because of that. Uh, drive with your feet. Do not turn off the airbags. Also, do not fly off of cor- out of cornfields going 60 miles per hour.
0: Wait, I'm sorry. Can we back up just a second? Is your tip... To drive with your feet?
1: I said what I said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you, did you, are you good?
1: I'm good. Okay. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens if I end up with more car safety checks. It <laughs> seems to be a running theme in these series that at least once I have to talk about the logistics of driving a vehicle.
0: All right. Chapter 59. Uh, Max is stuck into a dog crate at the school right next to Angel, and for some reason, even though she's super strong, she can't break it. Maybe it's, like, an industrial-grade dog crate. Suddenly, Jeb appears. Um, I just want to say, my dog is in a crate. Literally right now, she's asleep. Um, I can bend that with my hands.
1: Yeah, they're not... The strongest
0: there are like very heavy steel crates that exist they're specifically for like dogs that like to break out of crates okay they're they're very heavy and strong but that's like not really what max has described she's just said crates and i feel like she should be able to kick her way out of it
1: also this is just going into the uh whole They're evil for evil's uh, sake-ness of the villains. But there really isn't a logical reason why you would keep these very human test subjects in crates like this and not, you know, like, protected rooms. Yeah. Uh, Because it's a room would be better for their well-being and overall health which is probably what you want if you're trying to use them for testing. Yeah. But evil.
0: They're evil for the sake of evil. They're evil for like literally no reason, as we will see in the coming chapters. Yes. Uh, So chapter 60, Max remembers Jeb being great, but is now convinced he's a total monster. Jeb lets her out of her crate because he wants to talk to her. Max gives the others their special wait signal. Wait. Which is, that's the entire chapter. She literally is just like, he was so nice. And now
1: he's not. Don't do anything, guys. Yeah. Chapter 61. Jeb makes hot chocolate for Max and tries to. (laughs) God damn it. And tries to tell Max uh, that everything is and has been a test. And acts like he still cares about her. He then reveals that Max is meant to dun 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 save the world. 2% bird, 98% human. Maximum Ride is a hybrid created in a test laboratory for the purpose of saving America from the
0: terrorists. No, she saves the whole world.
1: I, I don't know what the context greater context of this is in the story yet i just i don't know,
0: think james just, patterson knew what the greater context of this in the story was <laughs> you're gonna save
1: the world you're gonna oh, spoiler save the world, alert man. she doesn't
0: save the fucking world until book three
1: you're gonna save the world with your 14 foot wings
0: and then even then you're she not... like saves the world in a different way in every book hi oh sorry cat again she's just all over me today
1: They won't stop talking about the fact that they have a 14-foot wingspan for some reason. That's brought up, like, every time. Uh, Max's is
0: 13. Fang's is 14. It's significant Uh, because he's bigger than her.
1: No, it's not. It's not significant. I don't give a shit. (laughs) If they don't stop mentioning this point... Look, you can talk about a... You can repeatedly talk about a physical trait a character has. But there has to be, like, a purpose. And just mentioning it isn't a purpose. Like... I don't know if the character's attracted to that physical trait in the other character. Like when Bella was attracted to Edward's eyes, except don't do it that fucking much.
0: (laughs) I, okay, minor side tangent. I listen. I watched a Jenny Nicholson video where she reviewed this like very obvious.
1: Is she the one that does the Disney World review stuff? Yes. Oh, I love her.
0: She's so great. Well, she read this book that is very obviously a RayLo fan fiction that was just changed to be- Oh like, my god, work. I
1: remember this. I watched this video. Oh my god,
0: it was so funny. The 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 in-depth descriptions of Kylo Ren, who I think his name was Jass Baylar in the book. Jass Baylar! Yes! The, oh my god, she goes into so many deep, in-depth descriptions of this man. Like, she describes his whole, like, body and, and head and, like, all of his characteristics, like, seven times! And I'm like, babe, I get it, he's hot, you only have to do it once, and then maybe occasionally be like, oh, and his hair looks so beautiful today, or whatever. You don't need to give the whole thing, like... Eight times. I wanna rewatch that video. It was so funny. I love Jenny Jess Nicholson.
1: Baylor. I didn't fucking remember that too. I'm just like, I just remember hearing that name in la because it just sounds like such a uh like a Sir, what's your name? Um Jane Jamez uh Henderson Henderson. Jamez Henderson.
0: I at least she changed that name. Ray just becomes Reza. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, is like an Arabic boy's name.
1: <laughs> Look, I won't hate too hard on names, except for Nesme, as long as it like makes sense audibly. Yes. When you say it. So, like, Reza, I'm like, that sounds like a name. Yeah. That sounds like something you call somebody. And I could see calling a girl that. Sure. I don't look up, like, I'm pretty sure I've made up names for my book that ended up being actual names yeah, already. But I've I done just, that before, too. Like, literally made them up. And so, like, I'm not going to be like, etymology doesn't make sense here. This has a different origin. So it's like, you probably just fucking put sounds together and ended up with that. But... Fucking Jasp Baylar legit just sounds like somebody making up a fake name on the fly out of their real name. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Uh. Uh, chapter.
0: Still mine. Yeah, chapter 62. 62.
1: Jeb tries to soothe Max over the revelation since she isn't responding, but she actually is just not responding because she's dead set on not responding to him or giving him any kind of information at all. I don't know what information she would give him, but she just doesn't she doesn't want to give it to him. Um, and then he takes her back to her crate. Uh, Max worries that Fang might think she was taken in by Jeb or that she's been working with him from the start, which would be a I would say that's a reasonable concern to have if you play off of it, but just to be clear, we read another what 13 14 chapters after this, 13. And it never comes out.
0: Yeah, no. There's, there's no relevant. mention of it ever again.
1: So it's just this one time where she's like, I hope Fang doesn't think I've betrayed everybody. And then it never is a conflict.
0: So chapter 63, Max wants to talk to the others, but can't because they're probably being watched. Some people come in and talk about the flock. Then they load the four of them onto a cart and take them outside to... Uh, let the erasers hunt them? Apparently.
1: yeah. This literally, it's literally just Ari comes in and is like, we don't actually need you. Let's take him outside. Okay, we're gonna hunt you now for reasons it's, i mean these, it's like they, these are a sequence of events that are occurring
0: so they say that like one of the one of the people comes in they're like are you sure we have so much to learn from them another one says no mm. the young one has been so combative i don't think that there's anything that we can do blah, blah 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 so i guess the idea is that they need to get they need to do away with them because this is a failure they can do something else these ones fight back too much
1: literally just flamethrower the crate
0: Yeah, or, like, they said they want- Why would- I'm sorry, no. I'm going to think like an evil scientist here for a second. Why would you not just euthanize them and then-
1: Use their bodies. Use their bodies. For research.
0: For research. Why would you let the erasers rip them apart? Especially because are you're going to take them out into the- Well, I guess they were going to take them into a building where the erasers learn to hunt-
1: but why? You can just let the erasers kill them in that room.
0: Yeah. Also
1: They have laser eyes.
0: You take them outside, and then that gives them a chance to escape. And not to mention if you let them out of their crates in this other building where the erasers can hunt them, they're just gonna fly up to the ceiling. And I assume the ceilings are big. If they're
1: just have the erasers come in and laser eye them.
0: Babe, I don't know. <laughs>
1: I or or better yet, um, don't do stupid shit with them. Just thoroughly. They're. They're. I, I was going to say they're not magic and they're not superhuman, but I guess they are. But like. They can't unshackle themselves. You can separate them from each other and just shackle individuals to walls. They won't be able to do anything.
0: Yeah. They can't seem to get out of dog crates.
1: <clears throat> like. Okay, so you can't set them free and do tests on them the way you did angel, but like you can still do tests on them while they're alive if you just contain them properly.
0: I'm already dead inside and we've got so many more I chapters. don't I
1: it, this is literally a sequence of events.
0: <laughs> chapter 64 Max bites Ari from inside the crate. Ari throws her crate aside because he big mad. Max frees Angel, cause like she get she can reach Angel's crate. Then Gazzy and Iggy show up with a bunch of birds. Hawks. They show up with a bunch of birds. Raptors. With a bunch of birds. Burbs. No, not burbs. Burbs are cute. These are birds. These are owned by Chapter the government.
1: 65. I don't, wait. Oh, are these these spy birds?
0: Yes. All birds are spy birds, except for burbs.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, Max, wait, Max fights through the scientists, uh, knocks out some teeth and shit, literally. And then she unlocks the other crates and the hawks go all Prometheus on the erasers. And the crew (laughs) flies away while... What?
0: I just hate it so much. Keep going, please.
1: Okay. The crew flies away while Jeb screams at Max to trust him because it's all a test, leading us to assume that this was another test, but we don't really know what that means by it's a test. The test was just to let them
0: all get eaten by the erasers to make his job easier. Or, Or it was a test to see how
1: well they escaped or like... You can't just say it's a test.
0: What was the test for? Did I pass? What were you testing? I don't understand. I didn't study. It's a test.
1: You're the only one. I'm the only one you can trust, Max. It's a test.
0: Look. What does that mean? I could bitch about the literally impossible nature of this hawk attack (laughs) but like it's so stupid that like what am i supposed to say how did iggy and gazzy convince all of these birds (laughs) to fly with them and attack the erasers make any sense james patterson i literally don't understand why you did this or how you came to the conclusion that this makes sense
1: (laughs) i don't know how To express how off the rails this book is getting. (laughs) And it's not good off the rails. (laughs) Like, I've watched and read things where I'm like, this is increasingly getting more insane, but, like, it makes sense in the narrative. This is just increasingly getting more insane for no reason. And it doesn't make sense. And none of it ever matters. There are no stakes. (laughs) Because I don't know what the stakes would be. Like, are they gonna die? But it's a ta- I don't understand what's happening at any given moment enough for there to be stakes in it.
0: <laughs> I think what we're running into here is that Twilight was a book that was written for 13 year olds that can still translate to an older audience. Maximum Ride is a book that was written for 13 year olds that straight up makes no fucking sense for anyone over that age. I'm not sure this
1: makes sense for 13 year olds. It made
0: sense to me. (laughs) I loved it. I thought it was bad ass.
1: Look, you can be 13 and write this, but the fact that a grown man wrote this is the problem.
0: A grown man in like his fifties.
1: Like he is capable of writing a more cohesive concept this book Uh, and it still be applicable to 13 year olds
0: Well, so what's funny is that around the time that I was reading the Maximum Ride books if you look in the front of of Maximum Ride The Angel Experiment it says that it's inspired by his previous works uh, Where the Wind Blows Um, and then I think the second book was called The Lake House Um, and that book is also about a bunch of teenagers who are bird people the main character is or the main girl is named Max and they're like bird people. Their birds grow their wings grow out of their arms. They like don't they have like bird physiology so like they don't have like boobs or anything. They're literally just like like weird amalgamations of birds and humans and it's an adult book and the two main characters are adults and they are helping these kids to escape from the school which is also the name of the lab in these books and it's like shockingly a lot better than this book series is um I read it at at around the time that I read all the Maximum Ride books when I'd like caught up on the books um and so I was like oh I like this like i wish that he had written more because he only ever wrote two books in that series but i guess he just refocused his stuff onto maximum ride
1: why continue writing consistent sensible stories when you can literally put nonsense on a page not bother to revise it or make it cohesive and make tons of money from teenagers Aside from principles and like, and in some kind of integrity and pride in your work.
0: Let's continue chapter now. 67. <laughs> chapter 67. You can include that part in the... In the <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> they fly for a while. Everyone's happy to be free. Then Max gets a horrible headache and starts to fall out of the sky. Chapter That's 68. It. Fan catches Max. They banter a little, then they decide to land. That's yeah. <laughs> I felt bad for the one sentence that I wrote for chapter 68 but then I was like there's nothing else That's all like happened. I think it's I think it's supposed to be James Patterson's version of flirting because he's like you're heavy what do you like what do you eat rocks or something and then she like says that his head is full of rocks or something like that
1: I hope James Patterson never flirts with me. (laughs) Chapter 69. Hell yeah. Uh, The crew makes camp and Iggy plays with fire. Even though he's blind, we do mention the fact that he's blind. (laughs) Uh, That happens repeatedly throughout these chapters. We haven't been making note of it, but just so you're aware, uh, once every few chapters, we, we do actually mention but Iggy's blind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Max considers the possibility that her DNA is unraveling. Like what apparently happens to other mutants at the school where they apparently just splice them together and like their DNA would then just undo itself. And they would melt <laughs> into a primordial goop of bi- of biological mass Uh Angel reveals that she learned something that she wants to tell Max about. Chapter 70. Mm -hmm. There's a place in New York City called The Institute that has more info on the crew. They were all born from human mothers, not created in test tubes. And the Institute may have information about their past and what they can do.
0: I love that he chose to name the partner laboratory to the school, um, the Institute. Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't just have called it, like, the School New York Branch? It's gotta have a whole different name. Okay.
1: How about some shell companies up in this bitch? That's right. We need some shell companies.
0: So chapter 71, Angel explains that Nudge and Fang's parents think that they're dead. Iggy's mom died during childbirth, her and Gazzy's parents give them to the school for money, and she didn't hear anything about Max's parents.
1: Suspicious much?
0: Yeah. I wonder if the revelation about who Max's parents are is gonna be, like, a thing. So chapter 72, everyone decides to go to sleep, but Fang and Max stay up to talk for a few minutes. Fang broods about his mother being a teenager, then goes to sleep. He literally says, I bet she was addicted to crack or something. As though teen mothers cannot just be young girls who made mistakes.
1: At least Max is like, she could be a good person that just, you know, ended up pregnant at a young age. Yeah. And had you. It's not like she gave him up for money, like. Gazzy's and Angel's parents did. Yeah, she literally thinks that he's
0: dead, so so he has no idea, like, what their life could have looked like if she didn't think that he was dead.
1: Yeah, like, what the fuck? Anyway. Um, Chapter
0: 73.
1: Chapter 73. uh, Max wakes up, the crew, and they prepare to head off, but she has another head-blasting episode. Uh, it's pretty clear because she starts seeing uh, snippets of a big city and stuff like that which I can only assume is Manhattan that she's probably seeing the future I don't know
0: probably I don't remember her having the ability to see the future
1: but it's uh, she's clearly having some kind of mental imagery of something that she's not able to parse right now and uh, it's making her head go owie yeah the others are worried uh but she insists that they head to the city
0: yeah i mean if i had weird visions of a Mm. city i would probably also say let's go to the city or let's go away from the city depending on how scary the visions were
1: head hurt arm spaghetti
0: vomit on a sweater already uh
1: chapter 74 the crew takes off and Gazzy worries about whether his family would even want him if they found out he was alive because he's just a stupid little bird bitch. Um then Max thinks about nothing or thinks about nothing, thinks about making cookies with Ella and her mom. And it's like, man, family. Wouldn't it be great to have parents that love me, and not <laughs> a scientist dad who keeps yelling at me that I'm the the savior that has been promised and it is my destiny to protect the world and that everything is a test <laughs> chapter 75 um, they suddenly arrive in Manhattan like they this chapter ended with them <laughs> still at Lake Mead which is in Arizona
0: I believe is where it somewhere was. around there yeah
1: and we just jump to them arriving in New York City. Yeah. Nothing happens in the end. You know,
0: Nudge actually has the ability to teleport the entire group.
1: What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, but Nudge loves the city. She wants to go shopping and eat the food and Manhattan. <laughs> um, they find a concert going on in central park uh where the taylor twins are playing and then they watch it and everyone wants to have fun in the city except for iggy who hates it because it's too loud for him and then max is like no we do our job and then we figure things out and also are the taylor twins real musicians
0: yeah it's taylor swift and taylor momson
1: they didn't say taylor swift
0: i know it's a joke Okay. Taylor Momsen is the lead singer of the Pretty Reckless. She was also on Gossip Girl. She's also like really hot.
1: <laughs> I don't know who she is, but okay. The Taylor Twins are not a real
0: band, I, as far as I know. I I don't know. Okay.
1: Apparently, they all love the Taylor Twins. Max says they're all fans of the Taylor Twins. Oh, excellent! Good for them. And, good for uh, so those bird very kids. excited about this concert. Yeah. love 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 me some some bird babies um that's it that's uh yeah
0: do you have any any final thoughts on this section we just i feel like we just yelled about so much for so long
1: it has been two hours and 15 minutes (laughs) i uh i'm not sure what hurt my brain more the incidental bonus episode or this book um but all in all it has left me dead inside
0: (laughs) i'm sorry emmy um but we'll be back next week uh with the next 80 pages of maximum rides we stopped right around 240 we're gonna go all the way through to like around 320 ish um whatever
1: chapter is closest to that whatever
0: chapter is closest to that i will probably put it in the episode description what chapter we're going to be reading through um follow us on twitter at LitmastersPod. uh i am at sarah s wilton emmy is at m of many names send us an email over at literary masters is it litmasters at gmail.com or literary at gmail.com
1: I haven't done this in so long.
0: I'm pretty sure it's Lit Masters Pod. Um, Hold on.
1: I have the email saved. It is Literary Masters Pod.
0: Literary At LiteraryMastersPod at gmail.com. Shoot us a coffee over at ko-fi.com slash Lit Masters Pod. We are always happy to hear from you. Our DMs are always open. So if you don't feel comfortable, like, actually commenting on anything on Twitter, or if you just want to shoot us a private email, that's always exciting um we we literally just love hearing from anyone and everyone about the show even if you send us a million comments we're always going to be happy to hear about it you should see like the people the act our active listeners who we do get to hear from frequently on twitter they just tweet us all the time and it's great it's so much fun it feels like a like a small community of people so you know hit us up
1: and if you don't want to send us a million comments and you want to send us a million dollars instead we'll we will accept
0: Uh, graciously i will accept that um
1: i will we can fund being full-time authors (laughs) i
0: can i can publish my fan fiction
1: Fifty Shades of Grey.
0: All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.